time for the Two News Talking Sports Weekly Huddle. Now, let's join the guys as they break down the Aggies, Cougars, and Utes. It is time for the huddle. Most of the gang is back together again. We're down a man. Mm. I think when the Aggies got bowl eligible, right, he just got a little out of control yeah. and he hasn't quite recovered yet. That's it? That could he's, be. That's no, my theory. Maybe you guys working theory. Six straight wins, of course. Yeah. You know, that's good stuff. A guy who likes six straight yeah. wins, but I love not it. a convincing <laughs> win against Wyoming. I well, mean, let's be honest. That when your team, offense can play that, that team bad, could be you in still trouble. win. That team could be in trouble. Yeah. Ready to take down the Aggies at a moment's notice. <laughs> He's the former Ute, Frank Dolce. I love the Aggies. I love the Aggies. You know, there's the the off state. chance it's yeah. a Utah, Utah State Vegas Bowl. You're going to start right now, oh, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that well, bowl Well, except game. it would mean you're not in the Rose Bowl. Yes, I wouldn't love it if Utah if Utah doesn't make it to the Rose Bowl, then I would love to have oh, okay. Utah, Utah State. Utah, yeah. Utah yeah. State. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Which is still an option, by the way, Utah getting to the it, it, yeah. Well, yeah. How about that? Alumma Harrington That's notified exciting. us prior to the beginning of the huddle. <laughs> Are you really going to share this with our viewers? On a bye week and our listeners was able yeah. to consume. Well, no, I yeah. think in all fairness to yeah. you, which isn't really something I normally yeah. do, right. but I just want to try something different. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Mix it up a little. On a bye week, usually it's your team. Yeah. And you got that block of time and games overlap and it, yes. it gets crazy and you got a family, yeah. you got stuff to do. Right. But on a bye week, yeah. you were able to see the Utes. And the Aggies yep. and Weber State. And Weber State. You used State. a little technology yeah. to help you. You didn't see them all live. Yeah. But you've seen them all. So I want you to talk about the Utes and what impressed you. Because as a Cougar, you don't really want to yeah. do that. But you will do it now. And this will probably get to the truth of what the most impressive thing in the, the game was. The thing that impressed me the most was being down early and coming back. They took a punch. But that to me. And I'll tell you the other thing that I really liked about this game was the number of local BYU high school players that... BYU high school players? No, I'm sorry, local Utah high school players. That, forgive me on that. <laughs> that. That played well. Whether it's Chase Hansen yep. or, uh, or, or Covey out of Tim Few or Jay Tufele with the scoop and score out of Bingham High School. Um, so I, I think there was a, a showcase of, of Utah high school talent in that game. But the thing that impressed me the most was the ability for Utah to come back and against a good team or a better team, score 40 points again. Like to have their offense to do that, I'm, I'm, you can mark me as impressed now with you. Well, with I would, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Frank. Thank you. Frank, Frank soaking it up. You. Right. That was, yeah. thank I'm not you. impressed with you. <laughs> I'm impressed with oh. you. As okay. a former Utah yeah. quarterback, when's the last time you saw A, the Utah quarterback playing this well, and B, the Utah receivers playing this well well I, I think we've seen Utah quarterbacks over a long period of time have moments mm -hmm. of playing really well I think the most consistent we probably saw Utah quarterbacks play is in the Urban Meyer Alex Smith Brian Johnson era Th those okay, couple but how about of years in the Pac-12 era you know the last most decade. consistent well I think there were there were spots you had mm -hmm. spots of really good play but this kind of three game stretch for Tyler Huntley I mm -hmm. think he's gotten better each week and I think that he's evolved a little bit in the ability to throw the ball downfield. Now he's getting some help from his wide receivers and his line did a nice job of blocking up front. So those two things are critical but but I also think that Tyler Huntley took a took a step forward and I don't think that USC is the USC. We talked about yeah. it before. That that's yeah. not the USC that we're used to seeing. In fact, a game like that to me 
USC coming to Salt Lake City, Utah scoring 34 straight points and then winning the game the way that they did, that probably puts a guy like Clay Helton right smack on the, on the hot seat. Mm. More importantly, and I think this goes back to your point about Utah high school kids, we have seen USC and Stanford especially, but other schools yeah. also, but USC and Stanford especially come into Utah and take high school kids away. Now, with two dominant wins over those two schools, you know Kyle's going to go out and yeah. use this as a little extra juice. And Samson Nakua's little yeah. brother yeah. is sitting down there SC at Orem, commit, right? and he is, depending on where you look, he's certainly top ten. Yeah. Most people have the top five, some of them top one or two player yeah. in the state, and he's an SC commit. Yeah. So can Kyle use this to go back to work? Absolutely, because when I look at, when I saw, you know, Tufele and, and the scoop and score, and I'm thinking, man, it's so great to see this guy in, in a Trojan uniform and, and all those things. But at the same time, you can look and, and, and if you're competing for that recruit, that's the big deal. It's like, yeah, you could go pl play at USC, but we're, we're beating them in, in, in the Pac-12. We're competitive with them. You could stay home and play, play for us. I think it's a very big deal to beat teams like that. Oregon's another team that, that tries to come in and take. Oregon State does as well. Um, so there's a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that, you know, if you're lucky, talking about that top tier, whether it's Oregon or USC or Stanford, then to be able to beat those teams is a big deal on the recruiting front. I agree. It's still it's it's hard to overcome a couple of things. First of all, Utah's going to have to beat those teams consistently. Now they've done it three times yeah. in a row here against USC, so that's mm -hmm. that's something to talk about. And three but, out of four against Stanford overall. Yeah, they the absolutely. It's hard to overcome the the reputation of Stanford academically True. and and the, just the reputation yeah. of Stanford. And it's hard to overcome. I don't know how many Heisman trophies they have. Yeah, USC in Her USC's Heritage Hall at, sure. at well, USC. If you're a running history. back getting recruited to USC, <laughs> then you got to go. Yeah, so I mean, there are difficulties in that, but. But Kyle Whittingham is doing exactly what he can do in order to, to sway some of those recruits. You know, there were a couple things that happened in the game uh, that surprised me. But one was looking at the statute when it was all done. And we've talked forever about Utah needs to make more explosive plays, these 20-yard-plus plays. Five different receivers caught a pass for 20 yards or more. And on top of that, the running back, Moss, had a 23-yard mm -hmm. carry. Six different skill players with an explosive play. Okay, you've seen flashes occasionally out of the quarterback, but we haven't seen it out of the skill players as a group like this. That was, that was a top-shelf performance by them. Well, everything, everything came together, and, and USC was a little down on the defensive mm -hmm. side. Sure. You know, not, you know, they had a couple another, linebackers. Another high school. Porter Gustin, de defensive lineman. Another and local Smith, guy. And so, so a couple guys out, but, but it was, everything kind of came together for Utah on the offensive side. Good blocking up front allowed Huntley to sit in the pocket mm -hmm. and go and look downfield, mm -hmm. and then and then receivers that could find space could get open mm -hmm. and and then hold on to the football. So yeah. lots of good things for Utah this week. No no question about it. I'm not taking anything away from the youth performance. They're going back to back on the road now, and everybody's going to want 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing, 500 yards offense, and 40 points. That's a dream yes. game. Those are dream numbers. That's what they did to SC. But you go on the road, life is different. As USC or as uh, USU found out. The Aggies go to Laramie, mm -hmm. and their string of 40-point games is stopped at five in a row. But defense and special teams travel. They run a kickback. They run a pickback to the three-yard line, and they end up winning the game 24-16. Do you think Utah is going to have to play that way against UCLA or possibly ASU? I think Utah has – I mean, if, if I look across Utah's remaining schedule – Oregon is the team that gives me a little heart. The one home game? Mm -hmm. There's four conference I, games left. I know, but but yeah. Oregon is the one where the where 
They play really good on the defensive side. They, they have a dynamic offense and, and, you know, decent special teams, talent all around, speed, talent all mm -hmm. around the field. So that's the one that gives me a little heartburn. But, uh, but in this conference, you, now you've seen UCLA win a couple of games in a row. Maybe Chip Kelly mm -hmm. has that thing rolling a little bit. They have a running back that's starting to play pretty well. And Herm Edwards has shown the ability to pick off a team in, in Michigan State. And, and so there are, there are landmines all over the schedule. I think Utah certainly has the talent, the talent and the ability to get through the schedule. Um, with the one, Oregon is my, is my caveat. But uh, they, they're going to have to play well week in and week out to get through the schedule. It's not like you can walk in and, and just come out with a win. I, I like the reference that you made to, to Utah State because Utah State goes on the road against Wyoming and it was a little bit different. You know, a string of 40-point games, offense looking so great, and Jordan Love having these great performances. Mm -hmm. And similar to, to, to that team right now, the University of Utah can go on the road and their special teams can travel, their defense can travel. They can have an underwhelming offensive performance if their defense performs the way that it has to this point. And when I watch the, the Utah defense now, they're so physical across the board. I mean, the defensive line, that front seven specifically, and especially with Chase Hansen at linebacker, and, and the, the hits that, that he puts on, and he, and he hits like he's mad all the time, yeah. <laughs> which, which is awesome, you know, for that defense. But if they can travel a defense like that, then I think they're, they're going to be okay. They may not score 40 again, but similar to, to Utah State, they won't score 40, but they'll win. But the, having an underwhelming offense has been kind of the, the landmark of Coach Whittingham's career mm -hmm. at Utah. So it's not something that mm -hmm. Utah fans and Utah specifically is not used to. So playing great defense and playing great special teams has won a lot of games for this Utah football program. Obviously, I want Utah's offense to, to continue to produce. But And, you know, the thing with, with Jordan Love was, was interesting is, is Wyoming, they finally, there, there was finally a team that made him a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the, that, that was the big thing, yeah. is that at, that at the quarterback position, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers, whomever, if you're under pressure, yeah. you're just not going to be as effective. Yeah, and which is what we saw with USC. I mean, they, their, their guys were under pressure all night, and they could never find a rhythm. That, that offense just never looked in sync, speaking of the Trojans. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's look ahead. BYU's coming off a of bye week. You feeling pretty good against uh, Northern Illinois? Yes. Yeah, you were yes. feeling and really good. Yes. Team. Yeah, no. you were feeling really good. He was feeling really good a week ago. The game ended, and all of a sudden, we start getting text messages <laughs> from Alema, yeah. who Say, never BYU is back, baby. Yeah, you That's did. That's right. That's exactly yeah. what you said. <laughs> yes, I do feel good about the bye week coming at the right time for a lot of guys to get healthy and and just you know it's all. I, when did you like to have a bye week? Don't you think right here, right now, this is a good. Middle, this is a good time. Yeah, yeah get Sometimes you can have it at the wrong time when you're kind of got momentum. I don't think BYU is losing momentum because of this bye week. I think it came at a, a right time for them to, kind of, for Zach Wilson to 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 kind of absorb what happened in that game and prepare the him for a better yes, defense. Absolutely. I don't know that it's a better team, but yeah, it's a better defense. But it's a better defense, and it gives them some time to really get a feel for the offense. You know, getting the snaps. The time off, all of those things, I think, will work in the benefit of BYU. I'm, I feel confident about them beating. Do you Northern have any? Illinois. Do you have any concerns about BYU at with with Northern no. Illinois? Uh, no more than normal. I think in college football, you should always be concerned because there's mm -hmm. very few.
times when you can't get three or four turnovers and flip yeah. a game. Purdue, yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, All right, well, let's get to the picks then. You got BYU yes. over Northern Illinois. Yeah. You, yes. have, you got what, BYU over Northern to Illinois. You, yeah. to you. What's the spread? Do we know the spread? It's about a touchdown. BYU's a touchdown oh, favorite at home. That's it? At home, yeah. That's it. Wow. 1.30 in the I'm, afternoon, yeah. day I'm, football. I'm just yeah. going to pick Northern afternoon. Illinois to cover the spread. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. That's it. What? So, does Northern. BYU win? Yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was half-hearted. Uh, Utah State, New Mexico, the spread in this one is up over three touchdowns. It's like yeah. 22, 23 points. Yeah. I don't Aggies care about that kind of stuff because I don't gamble because I'm – but it tells you that a lot but of people with money across the country are picking Utah State in a blowout. Yeah. That's on. the one thing you care yes, about. Yes, and I do think that Utah State will win that game. Yes, absolutely. And I'll take obvious. Utah State to cover that spread, too. I like oh, really? Yeah. like the Aggies big? three yeah. touchdowns? Yeah. Two, 22 points. Yeah, let's 22 points. All right, <laughs> Utah, UCLA, Friday night, short week, yeah. on the road against a team that's won two in a row. Not that Cal and, and Arizona are in the top half of the league, because they're not, but trap game? I think it's I think it's a little bit of a trap game. I, I think this may be more competitive than people think it should be, and Utah comes out on top, but maybe a little bit more tight than than it should be. I think B, I, I think uh, I think. <laughs> Are you inserting BYU yeah. Yeah. into the Utah UCLA? He already did it to the high <laughs> schools. Almost did that. Yeah, yeah BYU I did that high schools. <laughs> Man, it's a BYU thing. Um, I, I think that that Utah wins this game against UCLA, and I think I think that they have hit their stride. Speaking of the Utes, I right. really do. Yeah. I, and, and I think there's this apprehension of, like, there's going to be this hiccup where, okay, you just start to feel good about the Utes, and then they, they'll go and lay an egg against UCLA. I, I'm predicting that will not happen and that, that they will win this Are you game. doing that? To, like is this you know you want to, you're trying to set Utah because we're don't, entering yeah. November. That's a double jeopardy yeah. jinx. Right? It is yeah. right there. Yeah. That's exactly. He hasn't don't. missed a shot. Okay, here's one last shots. thing you can agree on. <laughs> After the Aggies win big, will Riley be back to take the credit oh, yeah. next week? Yeah. Oh, I'm man. surprised he wasn't yeah. here for this. You know, there was. I mean, yeah. that, that was and, still. And they didn't win by double digits. Six in a row. He's six That's straight good. wins. He's celebrated all weekend long. The huddle. Big deal. Check us out every week on KMYU Talking Sports. Online at KUTV.com and the podcast at Stitcher and iTunes.